0: So welcome back to our sermon expanded. This time we're looking at the story, the call of Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 to 9. Also in this week, our guide, we're kind of reading guide through the rest of November and through the rest of Genesis. We are due to look at Genesis 22 one to 19, which is the sacrifice of Isaac. But I'm not going to do that in this one. I will take a separate time to look at that because that I think we need to look at that in depth just as we need to look at this. Call of Abraham in depth as well, and so I'm not going to pile the two in together. I'm going to give the space for both of those, and we'll look at that again. But we're going to look at this call to Abram. It comes very quickly after the Tower of Babel and a number of descendants. We have the Tower of Babel, where the people and we talked about that last time. And you can look that up and listen to that um as it's online there. So God disperses all these people over the face of the earth and calls this place Babel. Then there are these generations of Shem and all these people who live certain number of years. And then we have Terah's descendants from whom we find Terah fathered Abram. This is chapter 11, verse 27. Nahor and Haran and Haran fathered Lot. Haran died in the presence of his father Terah in the land of his kindred and Ur of the Chaldeans. And Abram and Nahor took wives. We have this. Terah took Abraham's son, his lot, Haran, his grandson, and their daughters, and all those, and they go forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. That's immediately leading up to the call of Abraham, and I'll just keep reading. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonours you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord has told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brothers, sons, and, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and all the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of More At that time the Canaanites were in the land, and the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he moved to the hill country in the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent with Bethel, Bethel on the west, and I on the east, and there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on, still going towards the Negev. So we have this Abram, who we have come across, this is Where the story takes a, Genesis takes a slightly different turn. We have had these stories of God and humanity and creation. We have had these stories about how humanity acts in the midst of that creation and in relation to God. And then it goes down a very succinct line of these are certain people and through these certain people we come to this man Abram. And God appears to this man Abram. And so want to give a little bit of background to this Abram. I've mentioned before that Abram seems to be a nomad in a commentary by Joyce Baldwin. The message of Genesis says that it has often been thought that Abram should be described as a nomad. A distinction has been made between long-distant nomads of Central Asia and the semi-nomads who lived on the edge of settled communities making seasonal movements in order to find pasture for their flocks on and herds. But Abram doesn't fit neatly into either category. Helpful. So he's kind of somewhere in there. He and his father had been city dwellers for whom the long-move northwards marked a strenuous uprooting. For Terah and Abraham, Abraham it was a once-for-all journey into a new environment. Their agreed destination was the land of Canaan, but when they came to Haran, they settled there, as we had read. So Abraham and Terah, his father, this was part of a journey. We can assume that they were used to journeying. Elsewhere it says that Abraham pitched his tent, which marks a, a very definite—he settled somewhere, but he doesn't own any land, and later on in the Old Testament and in Genesis we find out that when his wife dies sorry there's a spoiler for you when his wife dies he purchases a field and that's the only land that he owns so he may have been a city dweller he may have been a dweller amongst others but we can certainly gather that moving traveling wasn't a hard thing for him it wasn't something that he needed a lot of convincing to do it was almost like well Terra, my father sets out to do this and so i'm going to do this that's that's part of who i am that's part of what i'm about um in my book remember how it goes understanding the bible and you columba press published that in chapter three which is entitled wooden ships and scalpels you can make of that what you will i have noted that this Abraham comes immediately after the Tower of Babel when God scatters these people and it's almost as if this cycle that we've seen and we've talked about between creation and the fall and Noah and the flood and the start over and the recreation and then the Tower of Babel which is like men, mankind, humanity trying to start over again and God coming and tearing that to shreds. It's like then comes Abraham, then comes a man who God can use, who God will make. And although this is reading from the book, although these are not the sort of words we have heard God speak to any individual so far about making him a great nation and the promises that he gives to him, we can see similarities in them. It seems that God wants to use Abram to break this cycle that we have seen repeating through the previous stories. Anytime God has approached and spoken to anyone, it is for this reason. So these words take on a new meaning for us. And they become filled with hope and expectation could this Abraham be the man to start over again it's interesting to note and to remind ourselves that none of these men would have known god previously they wouldn't have a bible they wouldn't go to church every sunday they wouldn't go to a prayer meeting or a house group or anything the first time they experience or know anything about god is when he speaks directly to them so for them the journey that they embark upon and all that follows is god revealing himself to them and then discovering more of who God is it's no wonder then that they move so quickly and obey so diligently they experience God directly and that is so overwhelming and inspiring that they do whatever they're asked we could put in a side note there that also for Abram this is obviously what he did this was part of his journey that he was taking and so for God to appear and say I want you to go to this place it was like okay I'm on this journey I'm doing this kind of going this way we had started out and so I'm going to finish it and you're giving me directions go cool. when God speaks to Abraham here he has asks him to leave everything behind leave his country you know leave your clan or tribe behind and all your father's house and come with me this wasn't a simple come with me the son to the church and then you can go home after this was a give up everything and follow my leading in that day and age people traveled in these tribes for safety for their welfare they were like a traveling town if somebody went out of their own, out of their town on their own how would they survive how would they tend their flocks and grow crops at the same time how would they fight off the animals that would come to kill their flocks how would they survive and yet god comes and speaks to abram and he went he dropped everything and went he left behind security he left behind safety he left behind his friends and he went into the unknown because god had spoken to him and everybody else probably thought he was crazy he went and his brother went and with him along with their wives and their possessions and some of their people and interesting note that they had acquired people while they were in Haran just a little side note obviously they had some influence obviously they had something they it's like they bought more people they acquired them it's not like they just made some friends and they came to it's like they acquired people and those people came with them so obviously Terah and Abram weren't poor people they were people who had and could money could By others could acquire them and get them to look after their flocks and grow their crops if they wanted and all those sorts of things so abram has acquired these this harem of people which he goes with him so he may not be risking at all but he's risking it all everything that he'd put money into everything he had acquired all his possessions it's like i'm gonna risk it all i'm gonna go all in I'm not just going to leave a little bit here. I'm not going to leave you guys, you people who I have acquired, just to look after some stuff back here. So that if I go and find out that this doesn't work out, then I can come back to the safety of what you have kept for me. It's, no, let's go all in. Let's Let's throw the hand in. Let's bring everything because we're going, we're trusting in this. We're going to step out in this and we're bringing it all. There's no safety net. There's no fallback. You're all coming. So they set off without this destination in mind, which is kind of how these people worked and headed in the general direction of Canaan, which is where they had set off for with Terah. When they reached there, God appears to them and reminds them of the promise he had already given, that they will give this. he will give this land that they stand looking over to Abram's offspring. Once again, this is God looking for someone to start over with. In the garden and in the flood, God had been looking for someone to start over again with to enjoy his perfect creation. Each time it had failed. But each time God had not given up. And so once again we hear this promise. And these words from God. As he hopes to start over this time with Abram. This time however. God is in no hurry. Yes Abram had been promised children. Yes he had been told that the earth will be filled through him. His offspring would be that many. But Abram is getting old with every year. By the hopes fa- fade. And so and we hear more of that. As the story continues. But a little bit of. Who. Abram is who God is it's like this is the the dating stage of Abram and God God's revealing more and more of himself to Abram and Abram doesn't really know this God he has no bible that he can read he has nothing that he can uh, look up and google just to find out a little bit about whether this God has proved himself before whether he's come through for other people it's like this is God simply saying to him well I'm asking you and so we go let's see what happens let's kind of see what we'll make of this and so Abram sets out quite easily although in saying that I'm sure it wasn't easy as in this commentary again it says that in Ur the dominant cult was about the moon and so Abram was being set free from the drag of that familiar culture which could be positively harmful and detrimental detrimental to a new start i can't talk sometimes in these things it's odd foreign gods were idolatrous to yahweh the god and so it was almost like abram was being claimed in a new direction for a new start and so the wrench of leaving the family and going out into the unknown with all its uncertainty and associated hardships is familiar to every pioneer in the case of Abram, God was winning him away from everything that would remind him of his cultural roots and testing his faith so that it would develop muscle. It's about a break with the past and then being replaced with future purposes from God. We see that later on there are some points in which the people are clinging on to those roots, to that former worship. It says that the people looked back and wanted to go back to uh, as it was before, as it was beyond the river. They were still clinging to the gods their fathers served beyond the river. And so it's like this is a break that Abram has to make to start over again. It says there's a sense in which every believer has to abandon the past, make an about turn and start afresh in the service of Jesus. It's not about a literal journey. Circumstances may remain just as they were before. There's no need to kind of turn away from your loved ones and your family and your friends and all those things but it's a decisive step it's a step towards something better it's about leaving some things behind and last week we talked about the tower about demolishing what is it you have to demolish what is it you have to break down so that you can start and make that new start and be recreated and transformed in some new way so what is it about that and that's almost like what abram is going it's not that you can stay there and everything can be the same but you can just kind of trust me it's about something bigger than that and so that's a little bit about abram about what he was going to do we also followed this on from last time when we we're talking about babel The idea that they were building a tower to settle that they were trying to make this city so that they could form their tribe and close off the walls and make these bricks that would keep themselves in and keep everybody else out whereas God is seeking people to go and disrupts and disturbs and disperses all those people so they can go with the message and we see that again through various parts of the Bible when there's a disruption when there's something happens to the people that actually spreads them people and that works out as part of God's plan that's part of his message which is shared and so this idea that the story of Abram comes perfectly after Babel is just something that all fits together it's like God wants people to go God wants people to show and that's exactly what Abram the type of person he is and what he does it's a perfect follow-on from that he's called to be a blessing to others but actually a lot of that rests on how those people treat him those who are positive towards abram will experience god's favor the one who despises abram will know god's displeasure the text speaks of those who bless but of him who dishonors emphasizing that many more will be blessed than cursed and indeed it says then that the influence of Abram will be for all the families of the earth to be blessed. And so there's this idea that he is called to be a blessing, but it's actually about response also. And that actually for me is not even for the other people, but for this story, it's entitled in my Bible, The Call of Abraham. But it's a lot about his response to it's the response of Abram to go to go so quickly to respond in the way he does and so freely as he does in the sermon i did a very short sermon that we had communion and so on those first sunday of the months when we have communion it's a very quick little sermon and i was talking about the steps that we have to take because this promise for abram was huge like this isn't just a little kind of promise oh yeah yeah i'll get you somewhere nice or that land over there that'll that'll be quite good and that'll do you it's like this is a big promise I will make you a great nation i will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing all the families of the earth shall be blessed that's a fairly hefty promise that's something big and if that was me i'd be tempted to sit back and go well god you you're gonna sort this out and so i can sit back and let you i can rely on that promise and further that i can trust you and you're going to reveal yourself to me and you're going to do this so I can just relax, whereas Abraham does and Abraham is supposed to take each step along the way. We see in our lives, in our society, people who want to get to the top quickly, people who want to get that celebrity status quickly. Again, I'll mention the lady, the baby shark with the weird like swimming costume. We have this desire to be liked more, to get more, to be more famous, to have more money, to do all those things. And it's like we want we want it all now, that's why the lottery, that's why we, we play the lottery, that's why we do those things. Because we want it all, because we think that's that's where it's at, if we get to that point, we'll be happy. Whereas actually, it's about taking the little steps along the way. We might end up in that place, we might get to that place, whether it's a, a work environment, whether it's something in our home life, we might desire for that thing, but we have to take the necessary steps to get there. We won't be able to play golf like Rory McIlroy unless we take a lesson or two, unless we play a lot. We won't get to that point of knowledge unless we read and try to acquire more. We won't get to that position of having our own business if we don't step out and try to get that business. And so we were talking on Sunday about taking the steps, about doing what Abraham did and taking a first step, which was often difficult and hard and taking us out of our immediate comfort zone taking us to a point where we begin to see God's divine plan unfold and unravel before us but it requires a step and we see as we go through the story of Abram that he he didn't always get it right in fact the next verses in chapter 12 are about Abram getting it pretty wrong and deceiving and trying to convince his wife to do something to further their life together and it all kind of goes wrong for him and actually because of nothing that he's done god's divine plan sees abram more blessed than he was before but abraham like did it all wrong he kind of didn't go about it in the right way and yet god uses that and so those small steps whether they're right whether they're wrong whether they are easy whether they're hard Are always worth taking and I'm not saying that you can go out and just do whatever you want knowing that God will kind of pick up the pieces we have to be smart we have to think it through we have to take measured steps we can't just run out into the unknown and hope that God will catch us if we kind of come crashing down we take intellectual thoughtful knowing steps into the future towards something better Trusting that God will reveal that divine plan to us. Even if it does go wrong. Even if we've tried our hardest and it failed. Even if we've worked our off to get there. And it doesn't turn out how we liked it. We have taken a step. And that step will lead to something else. And that step will lead to something else. And so what what is it you feel God's promise is for you? There are promises for you. Promises to make you... Maybe not into a great nation so that all the families of the earth shall be blessed. But to make you better. To make you more the person you should be. To make you bless those around you. To make those help and encourage those around you. And so what steps do you have to take to do that? Last time we talked about what do you have to demolish? What tar do you have to take down? What do you have to burn down to the ground? Whereas this time is about... In the midst of that then where do you have to go what step do you have to take what new beginning do you have to create in front of you what is that one step that needs to be taken because we all have a call in our lives we all have gifts we all have abilities we all have those the essence of what makes you you and so what do you need to do to step more into that what is it what is the tar that's crushing that for you at the minute what is it that's stripping you of your joy what is it that's dehumanizing you what is it that's making you angry and downcast and hurt and so what are those things you have to burn away and what are the ways in which you have to step into something better and something greater and maybe you're doing that at the minute as well maybe you have taken steps maybe it's not working out the way you thought it would do but as we go through this story of Abram we'll see that time and time again it doesn't work out the way he intended the promise isn't yet realized but he keeps taking steps and so maybe in the midst of that you have to simply find the courage to keep taking that next step knowing that the promise will be revealed knowing that you can trust God in the midst of it or maybe you're you're way on down the line and you're getting towards the promise and you can rejoice and encourage others around you to do the same where do you have to go to what do you have to do what is the step that you have to take and as you listen hopefully you have been encouraged hopefully you have been inspired hopefully you can know that we're all on that together we're all taking those steps we're all progressing in that way and God is leading us in the midst of that that's Abram that's the call he responded to that's the promise that he has and we will see that revealed as we continue if you have any questions send them to me if you have any queries send them to me and we'll try to answer those as we go but thank you and grace and peace my brothers and sisters